Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Basic. Tyler, you're, inv- you're embarrassing us in front of the talent. I, you, My mom always said I was an embarrassment. And she was right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So much love, so much love in this room, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if people don't give you crap, they don't really love you. That's I, true. Yeah, I I actually got crap for my birthday. It was it was it was a dry and Wait, your and birthday, a, huh? Wait, what? Your birthday recently was it? No, it's coming up. It's coming up. Both of our we both have the same birthday. September seventeenth. Wait, no, nope, nope. Wow, if your friends don't remember your birthday, are they really your friends? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wait for Facebook to tell me when my friends' birthdays are. I actually forgot when your birthday is. I don't know anybody's birthday. I, I, I know mine, and that's it. Like, I'm, I'm selfish. Mine's the 17th. Yours is, the, yours, 17th. yours is September 17th? Yeah. Okay. Ours is the 20th. Yeah, ours is the 20th, so you're that's three days ahead of us. Who's ours? We me. both have the same birthday. Jeff. <laughs> We're co-founders, and we have Jeff? the same birthday. Yeah, September I'm right 20th? Is both Wait, of your what? birthday? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, we're both born the same the same day. September twentieth. September twentieth. Yeah. yeah, that's my the day before my. First it one. was it was um, meant to be. Mm-hmm. It was destiny. <laughs> yeah, they were like these 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 two weirdos are gonna be born on the same day, ten years apart, and they're gonna create a podcast network that four people will listen to. Yeah, that's why <laughs> that's written why, in stone. That's why Wait, you're fated to be my younger twin. Ten years older. Yeah, I was born in 79. He was born in 87. 88. So 88. we're nine, year, nine years apart. Nine years apart. I thought it was much older. Yeah, so come... It's 308. <laughs> yeah, so... Whoa. Yeah, so come this September, I'm hitting the big four zero. Are you going to have a party? I don't know. should have a party. We should yeah. have a Pokemon party because it's way after your time. Yeah. <laughs> you should have a Grim Reaper party. A Grim yes. <laughs> We'll just have everybody have walkers, and That's if you, all if of my you guys can, get, if you guys can get Adam Carolla to be to be deaf, yes, I will. I will. Allow I can that. get. Oh my god! Mike I was like, I was like Where's this going? Mike Corona. <laughs> Mike Corona. Um, Mike Hunt. Okay, so oh, Jesus. I'm, Sorry, that was a D and D inside joke. We had a character named Mike Hunt, and it's still and it's still, oh, sure it's still, go, and it's still going on. Michael Hunt. I miss him. Hey, Fuzzy. <laughs> hey, buddy. You guys ready to record? How's it? Oh, we've been recording. Wait, we're recording? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's This is golden. Great. This is going in the sizzle reel. (laughs) 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 Fuzzy. Yes. We are doing volume two of your comic book. Really? Yeah, because we did volume one like a year and a half ago. What? We never did the second one? No. This is actually the first time I think us doing a sequel, like doing uh, continuance, right? This is the first time we have done a sequel, well, although we have done a comic called The Sequels. Yes. Norm, uh, Norm Harper. Amazing, by the way. Sequels yeah. is amazing. Incredible. Much love to Norm. Oh, yeah. Norm. And fan Bobby base. Ah, Bobby's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Fan base press. All fan base press. But no, but... But we need to talk about we liked uh, Fuzzy it so Joseph much, Press. We came back for more. 
That's yeah. awesome. I, yeah. I thought this was going to be like a little quick mini sode. I didn't realize this was a legit one. Now no. I'm... Oh, no, you no. This is the main le- show. You sir. are, some might say, too legit to quit. Hey, we that's... can't quit you. <laughs> and anyway, we were trying, but we can't. Well, Maddie wasn't on the episode before where we I did wasn't, Warren, so the Warren episode of uh, the Warren Hope. That was the one it, who it was really you, me, and Albert. talking about, so that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, because before it was uh, it was Jeff, Yumi, Yumi, and Albert, and dude. Albert. God, how do you yeah. remember this? You see, Fuzzy reminded me of that too. Because I mean, I look and speak just like Albert, so I don't Actually, know what you're talking. About. I want to talk. I want to talk about this because we've talked about this on a, on a couple bonus episodes. Uh, because you're on constantly on bonus episodes, mm-hmm. but yeah. we talked about this. So what what happened with after our roundtable discussion for the first one? What impact oh, did that have Albert, on you? So Albert said, um, Albert from who, who's what, where, why. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? I yes. said it right. Um, he dropped a truth bomb on me, which was amazing. He he said that um, the story was too rushed and that there wasn't enough character development. And I, I needed to hear that. I really needed to hear that because mm-hmm. um, everybody else has been yes men so far. Um, a lot of my friends are very, very supportive, which is amazing. And, and I, I do need yes men. But I also need those people uh, like Albert who say, um, can you slow down and can you give me a little more meat with the uh, with the story? And that helped out a lot. And I okay. think volume two um, picked that up, took that and ran with it. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited to go back and dive into it again. If anything, that was the first thing that struck me the most between volume one and two was when I'm reading volume two, I'm like, wow, he's delving just a little bit more into into the characters now. And I was yeah. like, wow, that and, and was... Three, number three does it does it even more so but also um I, i'm trying to combine the two because I, I like the speed of the first book yeah uh, one thing people have commented on is that they weren't able to put it down um and not not like because like oh it was so good i need it uh, which which would be nice to hear but because they're like i needed to see what happened next and yeah, right and that that's intentional with it, it it's a very fast-paced thing there's survival is of the essence and so, therefore, time is. And so, by constantly being in motion, I, I feel like that gives off the uh, the expression of urgency. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure Albert uh, is actually going to be really, really happy to hear that, that he did make an impact. And that, I tell him every time I see him. I tell oh, him every right. time I see him, talk with him. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I need that. And um, I had uh, someone recently, because I had a... Amazingly, at San Diego Comic Con, I was able to to pitch the book to a TV producer, which is amazing, um, and that was a first time experience for me. And I was telling a coworker today, and she said, "Don't worry, we'll keep you humble." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, please, please do." So, are you going to invite Tyler as your date for to... the red carpet? Yeah, I'll wear a very very shiny yellow dress. <laughs> if my wife says no, sure. Yes. Short, short dress. I'll be your hype man. He likes to show off those knees, I'll, those scams. I'll wear, I'll wear really big sunglasses and be your hype man. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> no, you have to do your Joan Rivers. You yes. be Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, welcome. Oh, God. So speaking of volume three, you have a little Kickstarter going. Yeah, the Kickstarter going on right now. It's at uh, 85% funding. 85, but it could be 100 people. Mm-hmm. Go donate. Sorry, that was just a random musical pitch for you. <laughs> what day is the, uh, is the Kickstarter uh, over? Uh, the 27th, I believe. It has 19 days from when we're recording. So 19 yeah. days. Yep. Yeah. I, I always do a long Kickstarter. They always say to do a shorter one that's better. Um, I like the longer ones because it gives people a chance to really hum and haw about it. 
a cool thing that I do with um, with each one is I always make the previous editions uh, free to see um, when you do it. So like if you go to my website, fuzzyjoseph.com, and you go to the tab that says Complete Hope, um, you can actually read the whole first volume. And then by pledging on the Kickstarter, you get a, there's an update where you can get the code. And for listeners, I'm just going to tell you what the code is. It's um, DEATH. D-E-A-T-H. If you click on the Warned Up Volume 2 tab on my website, you can read the second volume for free as well. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Fuzzy. And then please yeah. give him your money for the third one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How many so, do you envision? Are there more uh, than three? Five. 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 five volumes in total. Yeah. And uh, and this month we're going to be focusing on two. So let's go back. We should probably go, you know, go back. I'm doing a going back motion. Uh-huh. I'm dancing. Um, but like, let's go back and focus on that. What was, so, you know, you got a lot of feedback. You had a lot of yes men, but you got some feedback that were helpful on your first one. Uh, yeah. like Albert's especially. Well, did you, what kind of research, what did you do while writing the second book um, beforehand? At least we have some things that happen in, uh, the first book, uh, that make Clara, who's our, our main character, uh, who make her kind of reevaluate a lot of things that are going on with her life. Um, and certain people leave her life and some people come back into her life in the second book and oh, actually in the first book and in volume two, we deal with that. Um, uh, gosh, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, she, she deals with real life stress and, um, Ari, whatever I'm spoiling the first book. So Ariel, uh, comes back towards the end of the first book and she's in volume two and we deal with her loss. Uh, she lost her son Thomas in the first book. And I dived into that, dove into that. That's the way to say that. <laughs> um, and so we have her interacting with Hawkins, who is this scout who uh, works for Corinthian. And he's kind of scouting through uh, ahead, looking for other populations to bring to join this army to fight back, to fight against these demon hordes. And um, yeah, it's fun. It's it's nice touching on real emotions. That's That's what I wanted to do initially when I started the story is deal with that survival instinct uh as a man with a wife and kids i am constantly thinking about what i would do in the worst case scenarios and that's that's one of those things like with the walking dead that always made me excited towards the beginning of that was how far are you willing to go to protect and or feed your family and that's thing that's i think in all of us um whether it be for your family or for your pet um, <laughs> I know people who go bankrupt because of their pets, like their pet needs medical attention. And so they pour everything into that. And that's amazing that you love something so much that you're willing to sacrifice so much for that thing. And, mm-hmm. um, trying to get that across in the comic is, is a goal. A goal. Of mine. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you have, I have a question? Kind of a question based on that. Do you feel like you've sacrificed a lot or, you know, do you feel like you would be willing to go to those lengths? Like what, what does that personally mean to you then to Ooh. be able to tell the story? Um, I feel for myself personally, I feel like my wife sacrifices a lot, um, for me to be able to do this. Um, cause comics is, is a game where there's not a lot of money in it. It's not like the big nineties. What are you talking about? Everybody does it for the money, for the <laughs> Stanley <laughs> money. No, you have to do it for the love, man. I know. Um, absolutely. A thousand percent been a, a big cheerleader a silent cheerleader like she doesn't get all flashy she'll sometimes like drop little things like oh yeah he writes and draws comics and people be like what because <laughs> when people hear you're a teacher they don't want to they don't want to talk to you anymore um <laughs> so she'll she'll drop that in there but i um, would talk to you buddy what's her name 
who my wife yeah Nicole. shout out to nicole and to yeah. everyone who is the partner of someone creative who has to put so much into your work and especially you know we talked about the kickstarter already and i know we're focusing on volume two but i mean that's what this yeah. is about right is getting it out there is is sharing your work and your stories because it's not easy it's really hard and especially in a world where we have such high volume um, and there's so many things to look at and to read and to watch um, how do really good stories kind of make it and yeah, i think on indie comics we really focus on amazing creative people like yourself and and the stories that you're telling and with that, too, do you feel like there's a theme that kind of runs through your work in general or even just in War and Hope? I know you talked about sacrifice. Is there anything else that you really want people to take away from it? Reading. Just read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I just did a, a free show here in Bakersfield where I live at the Beale Memorial Library. They did a, hmm. a mini con at their library. That's awesome. So, Matt Hawkins was there from Top Cow. I love yeah. Matt. Yeah. What's that? Love Matt. He's one of our oh, friends yeah. too. He's amazing. Well, he, he's he knows that you need we need to grow this industry again. We, we need people reading. Yep. And um, their books are amazing because they're not the traditional you know cape crusaders. Uh, Postal is probably one of my favorite ones to read. Um, you have a main character with uh, let's see Asperger's right, yeah. and he's solving crime, murdering the town. Um, that's awesome. But uh, <laughs> enough about them. We'll talk about me. Uh, no, but <laughs> it is your episode, so yeah. Um, so as a teacher, I'm always trying to find ways to get my students to read and to to draw, and that's comics. Um, I yeah, I don't know how I got in this rant, but no, you're fine. I actually want to bounce off of that. Um, so you know, when you're writing, obviously, since you are, I mean, I, I mean, you know, you are a, you're an artist first, a writer second, right? You would say yes. So, Absolutely. So, uh, you know, and I actually just talked to uh, Don Nguyen, our, our good friend, Don Nguyen. Uh, we had a bonus, epi- a bonus episode after San Diego Comic-Con where I talked to him. And we talked about the, you know, the, the trial and error of, you know, writing when you have an artist mentality. You mm-hmm. have the first book out. Do you find, did you find the second one easier or harder to write? Easier. And, uh, easier, Way really? Easier. Way easier. Why? Why do you think? Because um, I saw a stride and I saw mm-hmm. interest in it. And once I knew people were interested in it, into something that I formulated out of my head, that gave me the green light to keep chasing at it. What, um, a, what about what about um, the art? What about making the, making the art with the story? Oh, dude, the art's changing so much. Uh, if you look at the art in Volume 2 compared to Art 1, um, the first few pages of uh, Volume 1, they're rough, man. Uh, <laughs> I like them. Well, no, but that adds to it. And and so now what I'm starting to yep. see is this this evolutionary progression of my style and not just yeah. the art, but in the storytelling and in the pacing that is hopefully showing progress, um, but also showing how the story itself is progressing and it's it's going alongside. Do you feel like you're learning about yourself through this process? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm trying to see how I can push myself. I'm doing a lot more backgrounds in volume three. Um, with, uh, I know we're supposed to be talking about volume two, um, but <laughs> okay. like, I'm trying different things. So in volume two, we have a lot more supernatural elements that take place. Um, we have more demons. We have, uh, the introduction of Lucifer, um, and we take a glimpse into hell. And that's something that I always thought about as I was starting the story and how I wanted to introduce that. I didn't want the demons to be just boogeymen that were just like pop out occasionally, I want them to be a living, breathing force 
that is wanting to wipe out Earth, that's wanting huh. to take it for them, and um, give us a real antagonist with that. I like that a lot. Jeff, do you have a question? Has there been any challenges in Volume 2 that you definitely did not foresee by the first one? When you were when you were writing it out, as as anything really been like oh, yeah. a, a roadblock? Fine. Um, so since volume one, I wrote and illustrated over two years. Mm-hmm. Volume two, I wrote over and drew over a summer. Wow. Okay. Um, and so now that's that's what I've, I'm trying to hold myself to is so, um, at least that span between like July and September. Like I try to get it done in those months. Okay. And I mean, I'm, I'm working on it throughout the year a little bit, but really making that push as a teacher, you know, I get summers off. Um, even with, I don't, I don't really have it off. I have two small children and now two puppies. <laughs> so I no, no free time. Um, but pacing, uh, real lifetime. That's the biggest, biggest hurdle is okay. trying to make them present in my kids' lives as I'm working on this book so that I don't jeopardize that. Cause they, they come first. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like that work-life balance is challenging for this industry? Oh yeah. Um, especially cause you, you have to be active in it. Um, yeah. I do, I think about a show a month now, a convention. Wow. And that's, that's a weekend a month away from my kids, um, away from my wife. And yeah. luckily it's this thing where, um, there's no big money in it, but what it is, it's, it's getting my name out there and getting my art out there and trying to tell my story and share that with people and try to continue that love of reading. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now I'm trying to find ways to, to marry the two together. So, like, work life, um, the comic stuff is starting to pour into my school, which is amazing. Um, I actually teach a comic book class now at the school I teach at. That's awesome. And, yeah, it's amazing. Um, and so we built a small library of graphic novels there. And one thing that I'm going to be doing with that class this year is we're going to pick a middle school in town and outfit them with a graphic novel library. Mm, and, that's awesome. Yeah. And then next year, we'll choose a different middle school and do the same thing. And have, then we're going to keep that going. Have your kids influenced, um, I, you know, like with volume two or three, like, you know, as the, as the story progressed, have they influenced uh, anything into the story, like maybe characters themselves or anything like that? Oh, I have a few faces that pop up in the book that are based off of, of students, which is <laughs> fun. Um, it's their kids who have supported the book themselves. They've shown, shown up to like the Barnes and Noble signings and bought the book. <laughs> So I know that them, they and their parents, you know, they, they support it, which is really cool. So I'm like, oh, hey, that's you. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's enough like them so they see a resemblance. But um, for legal reasons, I'm going to say it's not them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so it's not any of your students at all. Zero percent. That's totally so cool, bad. though. And that's something that I, I just want to address, too. Just really looking at the landscape of indie comics in particular, but just comics in general of more and more libraries holding these kind of mini cons and having, you know, a healthy comic section, you know, creating libraries at schools, having comic classes. I mean, I think this is such a great gateway, especially as we look at attention spans getting shorter and shorter, you know, comics have not always been considered literature. And I, I know that that's, you know, it's been a big topic and I think it's so important to talk about, 
this is such a great entryway into reading into getting people into a story and getting kids to understand empathy and character development and stories. And you have this wonderful element of this gorgeous, inspiring art along with those stories. And, and it's such a treat. And I think it's, it's wonderful that I think that's starting to be more and more recognized um, institutionally. Uh, and it's really exciting. And I think I've seen a lot of, you know, you talked about Matt too, you know, a lot of independent, comic creators getting involved uh, and getting involved in really incredible ways. So I really applaud you on that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, the, the, it's building literacy. It's, yeah. Um, if you look at March by, gosh darn, I'm so bad with names. Uh, we're getting more historical books like that. Um, Mouse, right? Yes. Um, it's, we're having the ability to take these, it's viable now. It's real. Schools are looking for any way to get their kids reading. Yeah. And especially for the younger level kids, um, the diary of a wimpy kid. I mean, gosh, there's a reason that's, that sells as well as it does. It gets kids attention. Um, dog man's another big one. Those are like two ones that I'm going to try to make sure that are in the middle school libraries because age appropriate. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah. English language learners, kids coming in. Migrant um, I yeah. talked to migrant community yeah. for a few years. And one big thing for them is context. So you start throwing words at them that they don't understand because the language barrier there, if you give them an image that goes along with it, they have a better chance at understanding that word and learning that word and learning the way that the, to tell a story, the narrative, to, to build it, to take clues, use context yeah. clues in their reading also, to make sense of things and also add on yeah. add on to that with uh, like ADHD and stuff like that. Uh, I'll do a throwback to one of our other episodes for something that we picked, um, and we did I think two three years ago, which was Raise on Ritalin, um, that the Tyler Page book, uh, comic book that I we that we did. If you haven't listened to those, those are both great, especially talking to the other creator Tyler. Um, the same everything that him and I went uh, everything that he went through is like what I went through. It was it was we had the the most similar like childhood is crazy. And so um, it's kind of like that, like with comic books, it's a lot easier for me because with ADHD, it's so hard for me to read. It's so hard for me to read books. I can't do it. And comic books are a lot easier because I can see and I can kind of grasp in what's happening and stuff like that. So you can go back easier too. You can go back. Absolutely. Looking for the word, you're looking for the image so you can go back and you can cross reference. That's, that's a big thing. That's huge with reading. Um, my master's thesis is actually on this is <laughs> using comics in the classroom. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's, it's rad. It's, well, and even with young artists, it's inspiring people to get oh. out and, and draw and paint and yeah. color. And I mean, that's such a huge field. And I think that more and more of the arts are kind of being stripped down. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to get to see that and appreciate it. Right. So, um, all right. Anybody have, uh, have any other questions? I, I we're I know we're focusing on volume two, but you know, as we kind of look to your Kickstarter and and to the future, what is it like kind of knowing that you have five of these volumes to put out, knowing that you have this future? Do you think that I mean, is it already kind of unfolding the way that you planned on day one? Has it changed no, a lot? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um it's probably gonna even go to a sixth volume just because uh the way things are working with it. Um, because I'm starting to fall in love with more like different characters that I initially didn't plan on. Um, it's like the Steve thing from stranger things where I was like, Oh, this is kind of a throwaway character, but I'm like, actually it's pretty cool. So let's, let's keep this going. Um, no, the, the story's always changing. And I think that's, what's nice with having a year between each one is that I'm able to strengthen my ideas and build them up more. 
I, I want to do something. I want to do a spin on, on a question that we ask everybody because we've already asked you this question and it's not um, – instead of asking you what the worst review you've ever gotten is, I want to ask you something different. Albert's, like, obviously. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> we, we've been asking people what their uh, worst um, – I think that was actually after your time, after we did Warren Hope Volume 1. We've been asking everybody what their worst review they've ever gotten. But um, I want to ask you something differently. I want to ask you, what is, this, what is the single best advice – that you have gotten since you started working on volume one since volume one um actually can i go before that is that all right yeah. oh sure well i just wanted to see just the, the like, like maybe like the one thing that was profound since this is it this is the one thing when i started when i started wanting to make comics this is the one thing that was said to me and it was by chris ryle who's an idea that you know chris ryle He's yeah amazing. chris is a great guy um if you want to make comics make comics cool but I mean, uh yeah right there I, I just want to know the one thing that kind of drove you that you was that told you that like, Oh my God, like, and, and that you're kind of holding true to yourself as you make, as you go to volume five or six, is, is there anything that you've been told since volume one hit? Uh, like, I guess I would say even physical, like once it, it once it hit print, what was the, uh, what has been told to you that's kind of helping you get through at least this huge long adventure. It, it, it's probably, more of a thing. I think the first successful Kickstarter. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, probably what it was is just seeing that um, I had that support base. I had that, that those people who were interested, who are invested in it, who wanted to see it made, who, who saw the merits of the floppies. Cause volume one is the first five issues um, that I released. And I released those all as floppies first as 22 page comics first. Mm-hmm. And um, they did okay. It shows. But the fact that I had people interested in that um, and who were like, yeah, no, I want to I want to buy them again, basically, is what they decided for volume one. Yeah, I think it was that. I think it was that. And having having those those cheerleaders, you know, really push me. Do you feel like it's difficult to I mean, we now have things like Kickstarter, which is amazing um, to kind of facilitate this. But is it? does it ever wear down on you to kind of go to all these shows and, and have it self-funded or do you find that that's kind of something that maintains your creative license over the work and really gives you kind of a freedom? I, I look at it as paying my dues. That's, that's the way I look at it. Um, before I joined caps, uh, Steve Wyatt, who was the president of caps at the time, he runs a lot of shows here in Baker, uh, not Bakersfield, but California. Yeah. Um, he said it to me at a show. He goes, once you, and this was after I had like the first book. He goes, once you have a couple more books under your belt, let me know. And I want to bring you to CAPS. And mm. CAPS is the Comic Art Professional Society. They actually have a meeting tonight down in Pasadena. And I didn't go because we had to interview a dog sitter. Because um, <laughs> life, right? Um, but where was I going with that? Where was I going with that? Ping dues. So I looked at his ping dues. Um, and so I'll do shows. I do, I do a lot of shows up north now. And it's some shows I'll break even. Some shows I'll lose out and some shows I'll do really well. And it's kind of just one of those things where it's that artist thing of sacrificing or yeah. for your, for your art struggling. Um, and knowing that it's, I don't know, you're not alone because you, you take a look around artist alley and you see the same look of despair <laughs> <laughs> on people's faces. Um, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I think it's important that you surround yourself with the right people. Exactly. So, so you don't have that despair kick in and, and just how your mentality is. Like if you go, you know, it was a good show. I got to talk to some people. That's a win. Yeah. 
Um, I got to talk to a little kid. I got to draw for a little kid. I was, it was slow. I had some paper in front of me and this little kid walked by dressed as Spider-Man. So I drew him as Spider-Man and gave it to him. Hmm. Like that's a, that's, that's a memory because that kid's going to be the future of conventions. Um, and they'll come back one day. You know, you, you never know. That's true. Uh, I think we have time for a couple more questions. Uh, anybody else have a question? Two date fuzzy. I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've already covered this, but I just, I mean, as you've been writing more, has, has your idea about who your favorite character in war and hope has changed at all, or is it still the same? Yeah. Um, so Clara is, is still my favorite. Um, Hawkins is, is probably not named after Matt Hawkins, just so people know that. Of um, course, of course. No, I took it from the, from the uh, uh, Treasure Island. Was that the? Mm, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And I was always just like, that is one of the coolest last names ever because that's Hawk in it. That's rad. Um, yeah, Patch. Patch, because um, he's been like the longest going character I've done. He was on a series before, even The War and Hope. Um, and he's me. So it's like, or who I wish I was, effectively. Um, but I'm really starting to like Corinthian a lot. He has a big, big turn that ha- happens in the end of, of volume two. Um, and that coincides with essentially me right there because Corinthian is my favorite character. Is he really? Oh, yes. That's amazing. I love Corinthian. Absolutely. Why? I just, ugh. so, so paladin, like, so just pure warrior. Like, it's just, I, I love it. it. It captures everything that I would like to see in turning the tide of this great battle against the demonic hordes that you've been setting up right now. It's like, this is the one that's going to turn that that's going to turn the tide. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's big things planned for him. <laughs> oh, he I dies. can't wait. No, I'm just joking. That's terrible. <laughs> He'll write a really good death for him just for you, Jeff. And that's maybe, maybe. <laughs> what is that like then to hearing from people about your characters and knowing that you can kind of decide what happens to them and that maybe their futures aren't completely written yet? It sounds like the story is changing as you go along. How does that feel when you hear people come up and say, you know, I had this emotional reaction or I love this or I hate this. Like, what is that like as a writer? Um, that's, that's the art of it. You know, yeah. that's the art and the heart of it. It's um, to me, a piece of art is successful. If it inflicts any sort of emotion, yeah. even if that's dust or rage or love or compassion or just a, a feeling of, of calm. And so having someone who has read the book talk about it and express anything about the character is a huge plus um that to me makes it successful and then my last question what do you love most about comics just as an industry uh the escapism of it Hmm. that's 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 comics to me that was uh as a a child of the 80s 90s it was getting away from everything else getting away from everything that was toxic no not toxic um aggressive i wasn't Maybe just really reality yeah yeah reality yeah um I, I moved around a lot growing up so that was the one thing that was consistent was that and um not just going from town to town but then to a different country growing up i grew up in england for my teenage years and so uh having comics was a way for me to make friends um through that logical step of after comics to role-playing games and stuff like that <laughs> yeah that's they go hand in hand. Um, yeah, the escapism of it all—it's nice, and and now even more so, where it's being an adult is the worst. Um, <laughs> my wife probably still say I'm a kid, um, but uh, being an adult is stressful. So being yeah. able to sit yeah. down, book, read it, 
read a story about someone else's struggle and how they overcome that struggle, uh, which is usually the case, is uplifting. So if it's, yeah. it's escapism, it's hope, it's um, entertainment. It's war and hope, you might ah. say. Did I steal that from you, Tyler? Yeah. I got to it just a little before you did. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we love you, you. Yeah, we love you. But before you go, where can they get uh, the war and hope? And also the Kickstarter. When is it over and all the other stuff? One more time. Kickstarter is over on August 27th. Um, so place before then. It's at 85% right now. So um, big strides. You can get your head on a stake as one of the rewards. There's two of those left. <laughs> Let's see. What else? Oh, you can get it on my website. That's my favorite one, too. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. So talking about the story, always changing. Um we, Tyler and I were talking. I don't even know where it was. Was it on here? Uh, I think we were no. just. I think. I think we were just talking on uh, Messenger. Yeah, and um, Tyler was like, "You should make a reward head on a stake." And as he said it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I know where that can actually fit in the story." <laughs> and so, so I was like, "Okay, this is it. This, this, this totally works." Um, so we made a reward, and it's been one of the most popular rewards in the Kickstarter so far. Um, Tyler did something good. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, yeah. Tyler, Tyler's a genius. That's that's. I'm um, shocked. That's. I don't ridiculous. know how to deal with uh, this information. You can also get it on Comicsology, and the fun thing with Comicsology is if you get Volume One, not Volume One, Issue One on Comicsology, um, it's chock full of typos that I missed, and <laughs> that aren't in Volume One, the printed version, but they're on the digital one, which is hilarious. Yep, and then the Kickstarter. Has amazing rewards. You can get original pieces of art. You can get a Dungeons and Dragons session from me that's based on the setting. Yeah, three hundred bucks gets you a pen session if you're within. Yeah, the, the pin set's amazing. Um, and not a lot of traffic on that, but I think the pins are dope. Uh, you can get head on the stake. You could be a character in the story. Uh, there's room for for some people to join, and I'm not talking like just your face. Like you actually get lines, which is fun. Um, and you may even die. That's that's always fun too. Ooh, that's, I would love to die in a comic. Right. Right, and if if you die, I promise it'll be gruesome. <laughs> or, no other way. Or, or something small, like oh, he stubbed his toe, and he's dead yeah. now. <laughs> well, thank Perfect. you so much for joining us. Gruesome heads on sticks and all. Um, we are so thrilled to have you, and thank you for all your support uh, that you've given us over the years. We hope to continue supporting you well into the sixth uh, volume and beyond. Also, major shout out for being our artist on Unnecessary Debates, by the Whoop. way. Oh, my pleasure. Best pleasure. Yeah. ever. I finally have my laptop back so I can make an Instagram story about all the art from San Diego. It was oh. amazing. Hey, hey, uh, Jeff. So, Corinthian's yeah. your favorite character. Yes, it is. <laughs> Did you notice that he kind of looks like Clayton, CT? That's that's exactly why why I got attracted to him was as I yeah. did. It's like yes, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. CT. That's <laughs> oh yeah, no that 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 was a dead giveaway right there when I saw him and I was like yes, yeah. and I thought back in my mind, Fuzzy understands me. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us, and thank you listeners for listening. All five of you, we appreciate you so much. Check out our other podcasts on iTunes and all podcast apps. And check out our site, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for our articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. I've been very active on Twitter. <laughs> Tyler's doing stuff, guys. Check it out. Doing my job. 
Intro is provided by Cranston, and you can buy Warren Hope at uh, fuzzyjoseph.com. You can also find his Instagram. It's just fuzzyjoseph, F-U-Z-Z-Y-J-O-S-E-P-H. And the Kickstarter link is right on there. Follow him. Follow yeah. us. Donate to the Kickstarter. Get your head on a stick. Steak. Steak. Also. Same difference. Also. Big piece of wood. If you're a grammar Nazi, buy Warren Hope on uh, Comixology. And, For and some fun. Absolutely, and have a panic attack. I the wrong your, I used the wrong your in it. That is, oh my god! If you ever need some editing help, we're we're here for you. My editor was he caught it. I just was dumb and I didn't fix it. <laughs> you know, everything is a learning experience, and we're all here to learn together. Yeah. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week, and G G G. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Take care, guys. Bye. You're the best. Good night. Bye. Bye.